1: back in, our number two of the program here on Tuesday morning. I've been getting a lot of messages from folks who got a chance to sit down and watch Finest Kind and who have said that they are enjoying the film. For the most part, it seems like people love seeing the way that the area was portrayed. That it wasn't just a matter of, you know... Having the story take place here, but filming at other places, you see all kinds of local landmarks. And if you go to WBSM.com, you can read the article that Fun 107's Gazelle wrote New Bedford references abound in Paramount Plus film finest kind. And he has a little gallery there of some of the big local references that you will see in the film. But it's not even the big ones either. It's a lot of the little minute touches that were put into the film. And I would recommend that if you do watch it, that you go to Time Magazine's website, time.com, and you read Brian Helgeland's recounting of making the movie and and it's kind of a it's kind of an essay as to why he had to make that movie. And the way that his Life growing up here in New Bedford Shaped him to be able to make that movie Very, very interesting I mean, do I think the movie is gonna Set records for streaming Or win a bunch of uh, Academy Awards? Probably not But does it stand out among some of the, the Better quality films in his catalog? Absolutely, yeah I mean, and that's a guy who's an Oscar winner himself so I think if you uh if you have some time, it's worth sitting down and watching. Maybe you're getting together with family for the holidays, you get some family who have not been in the area for a while, looking for something to do maybe after Christmas dinner. We used to go to the movies all the time in my in my house. When I was growing up, we usually had Thanksgiving at home because there were 7 of us. 5 kids and my parents, so we would usually have Christmas in our own home instead of going to somebody else's house. And then after the Thanksgiving meal was over, we would relax for a little bit and then hop in the car and we would go to the movies, especially when, um, you know, I lived for a couple of years on the Cape in Sandwich and Forestdale and we would head to Hyannis to go to the movies. Seeing Home Alone, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Trying to think of what other some some of the other holiday movies were that we saw. But we'd go on Thanksgiving, we'd go on Christmas, and we'd, we'd go see a movie. I used to love when we would go to Tiki Port in Hyannis for Christmas instead of having a Christmas dinner at home. That was the best. One of my favorite Chinese restaurants of all time. But... I don't know if your family are movie watchers. Maybe you just put football on. Maybe you don't put the TV on or you have it on the uh, the burning Yule Log channel. But if you are going to sit down and watch a movie, I mean, Finest Kind is not one you want to watch with the kids around. But it's certainly something that for those who are adults and are from the area, it'll give you a lot to discuss and a lot to point out and feel proud about. So if you do end up watching it, let me know what you think. You can shoot me an app chat message. You can shoot me an email, tim at wbsm.com. Would love to hear what you think about it. I did read one person who was very critical of it, but it was very much from a film student, film snob perspective. But other than that, it seems like everything else has been very uh, positive. So check it out and let me know what you think of that. Also, let me know what you think of the article that I published this morning about Phillips Farms. Do you remember Phillips Farms? Do you remember going and getting the rotisserie chicken? Now, Jim told me that on Sundays they would also have straight-up roasted chickens, that on Thanksgiving they would roast turkeys, and then of course in the 80s they brought in the idea of broasted chicken. And that was new technology at the time. That was something that never really took off around here. But it's like a it's like a fried chicken that's healthier for you. And I remember having it for the first time I mean, now people are probably used to that idea because if you're making chicken in an air fryer, fried chicken in an air fryer, it's pretty similar to what roasted chicken was. But in the the days of the 80s, it was not a popular thing. And I, I first had it in the early 2000s. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, it was for a restaurant review. Working for the Standard Times, writing reviews for the Dine Out article, the Dine Out column. I went to Huckleberry's in Middleborough when they were offering broasted chicken. And I tried it and I said, wow, this is amazing. This is really good that I never went back. And then they closed. Which was pretty much a, a common refrain for a lot of my Dine Out reviews. I should definitely come back here. Never did. You just tend to get some of your favorites And you you forget about some of the other places that you've been But that was A different kind of experience Having roasted chicken And it's something that Phillips Farm was offering 20 years before that So uh, the Article kind of focuses a little bit On the history of the farm Tells the story of Jim's grandfather Also Jim His father, also Jim but then it gets into the sauce. The sauce is apparently what people remember even more than the chickens themselves. And I had a chance to to try the sauce. Jim made a batch and, and gave me some to try. And it was definitely unique. It was absolutely delicious. It's not a thick sauce, as Jim points out in the article. It's not something that... that, that that coats and sits on something. It's something that coats and absorbs into something. And as Jim points out, it's it's more of a dipping sauce. So people would take little cups of this sauce home. They'd bring home the rotisserie chicken, which was already basted with the sauce. Take off some of the, the, the meat from the chicken and dip it in the sauce before they ate it. And that's how I had it. And it's, I can't, Tell you the ingredients. I don't know that Jim didn't tell me all the ingredients. But I can tell you that it's uh, very garlicky. As a tomato base. And from there, the rest of it is uh, a Phillips family secret. And they have been asked about whether or not they want to sell it and market it. Similar to how Ian Abrew has brought back Silma Syrups. To take that beloved taste of New Bedford's past. And bring it back And be able to offer that again to people But the Reason that Jim gives for The family not wanting to do that Is well first of all They, don't, they just don't want to go into business But the reason why they don't want to sell it to anybody Is because they never Sold the sauce In the farm store it was just something that was given away. It was part of the chicken process. And then if you asked for some, they just gave you some. And Jim points out, you know, with Silmo, that was something that people could always buy. It was always something that you purchased with this. This was something that they gave away and it would just feel weird to be charging for it. He said this generation, he and his siblings have decided not to do that, but maybe the future generations might have a different approach, but For right now, the family is kind of safeguarding the recipe of the Phillips Farms barbecue sauce. So if you have a recollection of it, if you have any recollection of the farm, give me a call, 508-996-0500. The story will also hit Facebook in a little while, and you can share some of your comments there and spread it around with people that might remember it. But I was fascinated to just hear about what it was like growing up on the farm and seeing old photos. There's a photo in the story, an aerial shot of where the farm was originally located there and the farm store at the top of, it's a corner of Mount Pleasant and Nash Road. And I see the house that Jim grew up in. I see some of these other buildings that I assumed were related to the chicken farm. And then up on what looks like it's up on the hill is this big building that I thought was a hotel It looked to me like a Howard Johnson's And Jim said, no, that was that was a house full of chickens. That was a chicken house that all those outbuildings were just chicken houses. And he showed me where they would load the feed up for the chickens and oh, I mean it was just fascinating. And to think that's a whole other side of Jim that we never really hear about. We know him as this, he's going to get mad when I say this, legendary newsman. His work here and with cable and all of that. But he grew up working on this farm and living on this farm. And that was his family's business. So you can, again, check that out, wbsm.com and on the WBSM app. I do have a little sauce left. No, I won't share it with you. Because I plan on using every drop of that sauce. And I'm actually honored that that Jim shared some with me. He said he wanted some as as, as someone with uh, experience in, in food service and with restaurant reviews. He wanted to know my opinion. And I think it's the best thing I've ever dipped chicken into. So hopefully... Uh, You know, you're hearing me talk about this and thinking about it, and you can still taste it on your tongue. 508-996-0500. Also, uh, just an update to those who are commuting into Rhode Island. Some of you might be getting in the car now, heading out there. Tomorrow will be the day that they're going to launch that ferry service from Bristol to Providence. And we got some more details about it yesterday yesterday. They will have a hundred and something spaces over there in Bristol. They'll have shuttle services to get people from the parking area to the ferry. And the parking is free and the ferry ride is free. Because that's the thing that I couldn't find in any of these stories is what are they going to charge for this? And they're not. There's no ticket price needed to take the ferry from Bristol to Providence. It'll leave every half hour. It's not a far trip. It'll bring you over to an area where you'll have access to public transportation once you get to Providence. And maybe for some people, they'd rather do that anyway. Maybe they just don't like sitting in traffic, whether the bridge is open, fully open or not. I'm going to go over there at some point and, and give it a try. Just to see what that ride is like I do like ferries I'll probably just go over And then turn around And then come back But it seems like It's a a viable solution For some folks Not for everybody But for some folks 508-996-0500 I'm going to take a break We'll be back in a few moments Yeah, and so uh, David Payton, the lead singer of Pilot, uh, actually re-recorded that song as oh, you know, o oh oh Ozempic, right? They've been doing that commercial for a little while, and he actually went in and did the vocals for the I don't know what was the the fifth anniversary of Ozempic or tenth anniversary, I don't know. And so they they now have that commercial out, and I I can't get that out of my head when I when I hear Pilot now. Some of that marketing stuff really works on me sometimes. It works its way into my brain and uh, and burns itself in there. And I used to come up with my own lyrics for songs all the time. It was like a fun little thing we used to do when we worked in, in the diner. We'd hear a song come on the radio quite a bit, so we would just make up our own lyrics. And now, so often, those are the lyrics that I hear instead of the actual proper ones. Some songs I don't even know the real lyrics. I only know the ones that we made up. So there's... um. Yeah, there's probably a lot of people that have that stuck in their head. And as they're pushing those weight loss drugs now into the, well, drugs that were utilized for diabetes, but they found help with weight loss, as they're pushing them out now as weight loss drugs directly with FDA approval now, you're probably going to get even more catchy jingles for some of those. I'm wondering what they're going to come up with for ZepBound, which is the weight loss version of... Manjaro, the one that I'm on, because you've got to compete now with Ozempic. Ozempic's got that that catchy jingle. You've got to come up with something just as catchy. The Sky Rizzy one, that's one, you know, nothing is everything. Like that's one, is that Sky Rizzy? Yeah. And then I don't know what the active ingredient is in that. I can't pronounce it, but it's like Rizzim, Skiz Riza. And I'm like, that sounds like words that you say when you want to make something magic happen. You know, like you've got a magic wand and a top hat. You're like, rism schism, rhythm, And then all of a sudden, you know, people are cured. So maybe that's, uh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it is magic. Maybe that's how it works. And speaking of magic, that was the name of that song. Anyway, see how it all comes around, Ariel? It all kind of goes around in a circle. My brain, I mean, not actual things, just how my brain works. Uh, We can talk more coming up after the news, 508-996-0500. We can also take your app chat messages, your open line voicemails, your um, suggestions for mental health for me, since apparently I'm uh, losing my mind here. All of it you can do through the WBSM app. But right now it is time to go into the WBSM newsroom and get all the headlines of the day with Ariel Dorsey.
2: The United Nations Security Council will likely try again to to vote on a halt in the fighting in Gaza. Previous efforts have been vetoed by the United States as Israel continues the war against the Palestinian militant group Hamas. This time, the Security Council is expected to call for a suspension of hostilities instead of an outright stop, hoping it could bring Washington on board. The funeral for former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor is today. O'Connor was honored yesterday at the Supreme Court ahead of a service at the Washington National Cathedral this morning. She became the first woman to sit on the bench on the high court after being appointed by President Ronald Reagan in 1981. Hunter Biden is set to be arraigned on tax charges in January. Biden is expected to make his first appearance on the nine tax related charges in Los Angeles on January 11th. He faces three felony and six misdemeanor counts with a maximum penalty of 17 years in prison. The judge in the Brian Koberger case has denied defense motions to to dismiss the charges. Koberger is charged with the murders of four University of Idaho students a year ago. One motion claimed a grand jury indictment needed beyond reasonable, reasonable doubt, but the judge ruled Idaho law requires only probable cause for an indictment. The opening bell rings this morning on Wall Street after stocks closed higher to start the week on Monday. Tech shares led the way as the market added to its seven-week winning streak. U.S. Steel surged 25% after Japan's Nippon Steel said it would buy the company in a nearly $15 billion deal. The Ohio House is passing a bipartisan bill which would see Ohio observing daylight saving time permanently. Concurrent resolution seven is now in the Ohio Senate's General Government Committee for consideration and urges the U.S. Congress to pass the Sunshine Protection Act, which would see daylight saving time being permanently observed throughout the entire U.S. In sports, rookie forward Matt Portress was assigned by the Bruins to Canada to play in the 2024 World Junior Championship in Sweden which begins on December 26th. Portress has five goals and eight assists for 13 points in his first season in the NHL. Boston will host the Minnesota Wild tonight. On Monday, New England claimed former Jaguars signal caller Nathan Rook off Weavers. The move comes after the Chargers signed Will Greer off the Patriots practice squad. The Patriots will visit the Denver Brockers on Sunday night. According to The Athletic, the Celtics have shown great interest in Detroit Piston Isaiah Stewart. The 22-year-old is averaging 10.2 points and 6.8 rebounds while shooting over 36%. Boston is hoping to extend its winning streak to six games when it visits the Golden State Warriors tonight. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6.
3: Good to be with you everybody. Conditions improving considerably on this Tuesday morning with temperatures around 40 with mostly clear skies. We're keeping a close eye on the Blackstone Wood River and the Patuxet River. Moderate to major flooding expected through today. In the meantime, for this afternoon, dry conditions expected. Partial sunshine. Temperatures in the mid-40s. 42 is the normal high. We are looking forward to a prolonged dry stretch through the next few days. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist
2: César del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSN. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
0: Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com.
1: And five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. You know what might be a land of confusion these days? The northeastern university campus. That's a, a land of confusion. Some people might say, "Hey, all college campuses are a land of confusion," but in particular, right now at northeastern, because the university accidentally sent out premature messages of acceptance to prospective graduate students. Uh, This is a statement that came from the university uh, to WCVB. Due to a technical error, 48 individuals out of nearly 64,000 applicants for master's degree programs received an erroneous email of acceptance. They were immediately contacted by the university to clarify the mistake. Their applications remain active as reviews are currently underway for all applicants. So usually the decisions for this, this, you know, you'll be notified of their decision in January, but some folks have already received an acceptance email. First of all, I don't know that I would want an acceptance email. I, I think that I would because it comes faster than snail mail and you'll know faster and its it's terrible waiting. God, I remember back in the 90s, you know, and I, I was uh, graduating in 1996. So early 1996, I was, every time I would go out, you know, this is before cell phones. So every time I would be out somewhere or at school or whatever, I'd be constantly calling home. My mom only worked weekends, so she was home during the week. And I would call her and be like, did you check the mail yet? Did you check the mail yet? Any Anything come from me? Who did it come from? Can you open it? And I was obsessed with, Finding out as soon as I could if I had been accepted into some of the schools I'd applied to. I got into all of them except for one, all of them except Harvard. My SAT scores were too low. And I remember I called from the payphone at the old friendlies in Wareham uh, right after we'd had a Knowledge Bowl meet. And my mom was like, Yep, the Harvard letter came. All right, can you open it and read it? And then she read it and I was like, Nah, okay. But the um, the idea of getting an email is great because you get an instant notification about it as soon as, as soon as they know, you know, but the downside is, does it feel the same as having that physical letter that you can like take out and show to people? I guess you could print it out. But anyway, 48 people were erroneously notified that they had been accepted when that is not the case yet. And you say, okay, well, these kind of mistakes happen. Uh, it's 48 people out of 64,000 applicants. You know, it, it, it happens. Except the same thing happened last year. Last year, Northeastern sent out 205 erroneous acceptance letters to law school applicants and 3,930 applicants from the previous cycle. That's a lot. So maybe maybe they should have figured out whatever the mistake was that happened last year to keep it from happening again. I guess if you are Northeastern, you can say, well, you know, last year was over 4,000. This year it was 48. See? We're fixing it. Maybe you should look at uh, somebody who's applying for a graduate degree in IT and accept them right away because you need their help in fixing whatever is wrong with your email system. So if you received an acceptance letter from Northeastern University, an acceptance email, just hold on. Don't celebrate yet. You're probably going to get in. I would guess if they sent you one, you're probably on the list of people they're thinking of, of taking, but uh, it's not official yet. What a gut punch that must be to think that you got in and then find out, oh no, you've got to wait a few more weeks to find out for sure. Anyway, 508 996 0500. I'm going to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. <clears throat> 508 You can also send uh, app chat messages, open line voicemails on the WBSM app. I got an app chat message uh, a few moments ago from Doc in New Bedford who says, where can I watch the film Finest Kind? Well, if you want to see it, it is on the Paramount Plus streaming network. It's a Paramount Plus exclusive. So you have to have that streaming network to be able to see it. However, You can sign up for a free week trial. You get a free seven-day trial that you can cancel before the seven days are up and you won't have to pay anything. You can watch Finest Kind. You can watch some other shows that are on there. If you like Yellowstone, if you're a fan of the show Yellowstone, they have two prequel series, 1923 and what was the other one, 1893, that... That they follow the Dutton family prior to the Dutton family that we meet in Yellowstone. Uh, also, Taylor Sheridan has some other shows on Paramount+, Plus, including Tulsa King, starring Sylvester Stallone as a New York City mobster who ends up moving out to Oklahoma. And uh, also, there's the new series um, Lawmen, Bass Reeves. And there's Mayor of Kingstown which is a Taylor Sheridan show starring Jeremy Renner, which is uh, one of my favorite shows on TV. Very, very dark, depressing show though. Like the the, the people on that show never get to have any fun. They never just like get together and have a barbecue. It's like always, you know, life or death. Every moment must be exhausting, but it's fun to watch. And uh, of course there's all kinds of other CBS, MTV, VH1 programming. Um, Trying to think of what else I've watched on there. Great documentary on Millie Vanilli. Just watched something the other night on, uh, well, one on guitars, one on Lead Belly, but what was, oh, and uh, there's a documentary on American Pie, the Don McLean song. That was uh, very, very good. So these are just some of the things that I've watched on Paramount Plus, but you might find some other things. But of course, if you just want to watch Finest Kind and then cancel your subscription, you won't have to pay a thing. So the Paramount Plus streaming network is, is where to find that. Plus, it's the holidays, so you get a lot of great deals. They might be offering a, a, a deep discount to sign up for the year, something along those lines. So that's worth checking out as well. You know what else I watched yesterday, too? I got home, and I was I wanted to chill out and watch a movie. Um, and I watched the, the Barbie movie. It was It's streaming now on Max. And I said, yeah, you know what? I got nothing to do right now until uh, till Monday Night Raw comes on. I will. Uh, I'll watch this, and I really enjoyed it. It was a very, very good movie. Very um, fun, interesting take, and and anybody can watch it. You don't have to be. You know, it's not a girl movie. It's not designed just for Barbie fans. It's uh, it's it's accessible to everybody. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Scotty. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are
1: you? I'm doing all right.
3: Yeah, you sound good. Better day to come into work for for you.
1: Yeah, it's nice not having to, you know, pull out your umbrella and then watch it get bent up from the wind going in the <laughs> other direction.
3: Yeah, or you being pushed in the other direction. That's true. Skinny,
1: I was getting blown around oh, yesterday I- for sure.
3: Oh yeah. Um my lawn furniture, I got a, on my balcony. I had it zip tied down, but even that, it broke through the zip ties. And it's an incredible wind here. Wow. Um, so I saw, that I watched that Mayor of Kingstown. I loved, loved that show.
1: It's very well it done, so but good. And it, it, is, depress- it yeah. is depressing, isn't it?
3: No, I didn't find it depressing at all. I, I found it to be very eye opening and like, this is how the world probably is that we don't even realize in mm-hmm. some areas, you know? But no, I loved it, and um, he hurt himself. So they never came back out with the the new season. I'm hoping because he was plowing. He had those that big kind of plow that had you know like the mm, army tank wheels on it.
1: Yeah, and and, and it, so, uh, he ended up getting trapped underneath it. But he's he's doing well, right? And um, yeah. they they do plan on having another season of the show. They they do plan on getting back to filming. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get done, you know, by the end of this year or by the end of 2024.
3: I hope so, because I've just, i uh, I just sitting, I'm now I just watch everything and anything that he's in. And um, Talsa King, I watched that and I was like, oh my gosh, they got to, that was so good. I was hoping they'd bring more of that out, but I there, guess he, No, there he will be. Got yep. beat up in the, there will
1: be a There will be a season two.
3: Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, I know he's getting older. He said he was getting beat up, but um, I had Paramount Plus, but when I got my new phone, it came off my phone. So I keep forgetting um, when I go to my brother's to put it back into my phone because I don't know how to do all that. Oh well, when you do, you'll have
1: to watch finest kind. You'll, I think you'll like it.
3: I will. Yeah, I will. I absolutely will. Um, I forgot about that, so I'm so glad like you, you know, brought it up because I wouldn't even have known it was out now. But that's all. I just wanted to say all
1: that. and um, Well, I appreciate have it. a good day. Thank you. You as well. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. And uh, if, yeah, if you have never done any of those streaming services, uh, they're not that difficult. Uh, it's really just, you know, the difficult part comes when you want to cancel it because they all kind of do it a different way. Basically, you download them all. You can put it on your TV. You can put it, you know, if you have a smart TV, you can put it on your phone. You can put it on your tablet or your iPad. If you have Comcast cable, and if you have the, um, oh, I don't even know, is it the silver box now, or is it the black box? Anyway, if you have a cable box that's bigger than the little tiny box, you know, the little one that's like the size of a uh, uh, box of Cracker Jacks, that one's probably not going to do it. But if you have one that's bigger than that, that that is um, the you know, when you have like the on-screen guide and you can go to the on-demand menu and all that stuff, if you have that, you have the ability to stream streaming services over your cable box. And one of those services that you can stream is Paramount+. Plus. You just have to sign up for it. And if you sign up for it, you can do it right through the cable box. Or sometimes with some of those services, you can actually um, just go on the computer and then they give you a code. And then when you open it up on the TV... You know, it just recognizes the code and then it logs you in. So it's not as difficult as I'm making it sound. I'm just terrible at explaining things, uh, but it's pretty simple. And you'll find that there's a lot of great programming out there. And even if you don't want to pay for any additional streaming services, but you do have that cable box, go through and look at some of the other apps that they have on there. Things like Tubi, Freevee, Pluto. These are all free streaming services that have tons of your favorite shows that don't cost anything extra to be able to stream and watch. They just have commercials in them and that's how they pay for, you know, the services. So you can go back and watch every episode ever of The Adams Family or Three's Company or, um, you know, Barney Miller. It's all out there. Whatever you can think of, it's all out there. The only time they run into trouble is when there's music licensing issues like Moonlighting. I'd always wanted to go back and watch Moonlighting because I love Bruce Willis. And it was not available on streaming for a long time because the rights were tied up because of all the music licensing. But now Hulu has cleared most of that music and uh, it is now available on Hulu. So I've started watching that. And I've got 66 episodes. I watched the first one, so I've got 66 episodes to go. Sledgehammer, a show from the 80s that very few people remember, that's available on one of the streaming services for free. Get a Life, the great Chris Elliott show. You can watch that on YouTube now for free. Anyway, I'm going to take a break here. 508 996 0500. We'll be right back. Is that the cars, bye-bye love, and will, will we be saying bye-bye coach to Bill Belichick? The Patriots visit the Denver Broncos on Christmas Eve, Sunday, December 24th. Kickoff on WBSM is at 8.15 p.m. That means pregame is at 5.30. And the Patriots on WBSM are brought to you by Shooting Supply, Prima Care, and D&J Enterprises. And uh, will Bill Belichick be back? You know, we said last week that Tommy Curran, whose sources are always very good, was reporting that Belichick is out at the end of the season. NFL's uh, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport was reporting over the weekend that actually hold on, it might not be the case. Uh, he might stick around, especially if the Patriots have a good showing the rest of the way. Now, obviously, Sunday didn't turn out with a W for the Patriots, but it wasn't a horrible... All right, it was pretty bad, but it wasn't, wasn't the worst. So does Bill Belichick get another shot? I think Bob Kraft is waffling on whether or not he wants to get rid of the greatest coach, at least of uh, the modern era, the, you know, the, the last couple of decades. I think he's waffling on whether or not he wants to get rid of Bill, Bill Belichick because does he want to be the guy that watches this guy go win somewhere else? Especially if the Patriots have a quicker turnaround than expected and you know start winning games next year. Wouldn't you feel like, oh, that could have been Belichick breaking the record here? And does he want to be the guy that let both Tom Brady and Bill Belichick go end their careers somewhere else? That might play a part into it as well. So, I I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Without the ones like you, who
0: work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.